read the headline and you think, wow, 1.5 trillion infrastructure. That sounds like enough money to actually build a few bridges and fill a few potholes. And then you dive into it a little bit and realize, eh, maybe not so much. From the American Energy Alliance, our guest, Kenny Stein. Thanks for talking with us. Happy uh, holiday weekend, Kenny. Thanks for joining me this morning. Let's talk about this. $1.5 trillion. Why is this money going to be spent on something other than infrastructure, actual pothole filling? Right. It's funny. They, they call it an infrastructure bill because that's the, you know, that's a broad enough term that they can hide a lot within it. But, you know, in the infrastructure, they've got $25 billion uh, for the post office you know, to modernize their vehicles. There's $100 billion for mass transit, which, of course, in the time in our, in our coronavirus crisis, everyone's reconsidering using mass transit at all because, it, you know, they're getting packed together with other people. Sure. So it's, it's, it, it, it's not really an infrastructure bill so much as kind of a grab bag of, uh, you know, tax incentives. There's money for, uh, uh, for school, for, you know, re-insulating schools. Like, it's just kind of a, it's just kind of a, a large pile of uh, uh, Democratic Party priorities, honestly. And this is the problem, that it was a very partisan process. Normally, transportation bills are very bipartisan. Uh, everybody, you know, everybody supports roads and bridges. Even a lot of people are in favor of mass transit. People want to invest and keep things safe. And it's normally a bipartisan process, and that's not what happened this time. This, this bill is kind of what you got from that part of the process. Well, and as often as not, the, the obvious issues uh, get a good deal of funding. I mentioned bridges and potholes are a big issue uh, here in Wisconsin. But this bill spends a great deal of money on energy that has yet to reach the point of efficiency. Uh, it's just a wish for efficient wind and solar, for instance, and continues to uh, to push the EV tax extender, which is uh, basically buy an electric car and we'll help you pay for it, which is outrageous with taxpayer money. Right. Well, and the, the worst part about the, the electric vehicle tax credit is that it ends up the people who are buying these vehicles are, are wealthier folks. I mean, the electric vehicles are more expensive, even with a tax credit. Right. So what ends up happening with the electric vehicle tax credit is that wealthier people who are going to buy the electric vehicle anyway buy it and then get a taxpayer rebate uh, in return for buying their excessively expensive car. So it, it, it's a, a lot of tax credits that, that are structured as subsidies end up being, you know, kind of silly and unfair, but the EV tax credit is so well beyond it because it's wealthier folks, and frankly, almost half of the people who get it are just in the state of California. So you've got the entire country subsidizing wealthy Californians to buy their second or third or fourth car you know, to, that they rarely use, I'd say. Right. But at the very least, their second car, you're absolutely right. And uh, they still don't work very well uh, in Wisconsin unless you have a garage uh, because it gets really <laughs> cold here uh, in Wisconsin, in Minnesota, uh, Illinois, the places where winter actually hits. California is a different deal. I And I would understand if money was going to be spent on efficient uh, mass transit, whether it be trains or or uh, or buses that that's helpful it's going to help the, the community but cars that's a private business that's a private purchase uh, one taxpayer being supplemented by the government is not efficient use of my taxpayer money and yet it seems because it's part of the green new deal 
that uh, that a lot of Democrats just have have uh, rose-colored glasses on. Right. There is definitely an ideological commitment to electric vehicles. But even more than that, this is another thing in this bill, is that there's a huge amount of sub there's billions of dollars in subsidies for building EV charging stations, too. Because obviously, like you said, you need a place to charge your car, and they don't... They don't have, you know, regular gas stations don't have electric vehicle charging. So there's a bunch of subsidies in here to try and build out that. So you're not only subsidizing the, the vehicle itself, you're trying to subsidize the, the fueling infrastructure for it, which, again, it's, that's, that's the private companies doing this for private benefit. There's not really any reason that the, the taxpayers, that the federal government should be subsidizing that. What kind of future does this, uh, this transportation, this infrastructure bill have? Well, uh, in large part because it was such a partisan process in the House, the, the Senate has has already said that they're not going to take it up, and, and the president has said he would veto it anyway. So the the problem is this is what's kind of irresponsible about this bill is that the the our current infrastructure um, authorizations uh, expired just in September in just a few months, and so there needs to be some sort of reauthorization for the highways and mass transit spending. And this really clouds that future because this bill is so partisan and so it's rejected out of hand immediately by the Senate. There, you have to figure out some sort of way forward just to keep the existing highway programs funded. And ultimately, that's that's going to have to be bipartisan because that's what you have in divided government. Uh, thankfully, that means that most of the worst provisions of this bill are not going anywhere, at least right now. But it sets up the problem. This is sort of a this is kind of an election manifesto for the Democratic Party. These are the kind these are their priorities in uh, infrastructure spending, uh, and that's this is the kind of thing that they're going to keep they're going to keep trying to find and it's going to keep coming up uh, every year. Yeah, yeah, no question. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how it moves forward. Kenny Stein, thank you for talking with us this morning. I do uh, so appreciate your time. The Moving Forward Act, one point five trillion in infrastructure. Uh, isn't going to go very far because it doesn't just deal with infrastructure. Very little in there on bridges and potholes. A lot in there in helping wealthy people buy expensive electric cars that somehow they think charge themselves or you plug it in and uh, magic fairies charge up that car. Oh, wait, it's the energy plant that's down the street, the one that you're trying to close. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Kenny Stein. Appreciate it.